You're listening to audio from Crossroads Community Church, located in Fogelsville, Pennsylvania. If you want to learn more about C3 and what it is about, you can visit us at c3lehigh.com. And now, for today's sermon. Right. If everybody could take their seats, and I'm going to ask that while our speaker is speaking out of respect, if we can limit the moving around, that would be great. But uh, tonight we have Pastor Carl, who served for over 20 years as a youth pastor in Pennsylvania, and during this time developed a love for the uh, Bongiorno Conference Center. He then served as a lead pastor at Macomb Assembly in Illinois of October 2017 through 2021. His wife, Andrea, served alongside of him and his two daughters, Abigail and Megan. They love spending time together traveling as well as in the outdoors. Can I hear an amen on that? Shopping or having a meal out. They are passionate about loving their community and serving people. Carl, I every seems like every time that I check his uh, Facebook every hunting season, I can count on Carl having a beautiful buck standing in front of him. Of course, it's dead. But regardless, uh, incredible success with the outdoors, it seems like, Pastor Carl. But would you make him feel welcome tonight as he comes and shares with us? Uh, thanks. Thanks so much. Truly, truly an honor to be here tonight, and I've been looking forward to um, Pastor Johnny a couple months month, months ago uh, made contact with me and uh, gave me the invite and I'm truly honored to be here uh, among you, um, fellow hunters. How many fisher people we got out there? Fishers, fishermen, fishermen, women. Um, so awesome to see so many um, um, young ladies in the house. Come on, guys, give it up for the women in the pl- in the house. That's awesome. So you never know what to expect when you show up in a place like this for a wild game dinner. Usually it's like a lot of, you know, that type of uh, masculinity, but it's awesome to see so many uh, women in the house. Um, I have several uh, mounts up here. I'm going to talk about a couple of these, but um, two of these up here are actually from my daughter. So I brought, and I'll just brag on her just real quick because I'm not going to tell this story, but um, this, this deer right here was her very first buck with a compound bow. So she was nine years old. So nine years old, um, she, she was pulling about 32 pounds on a, on a little PSC Chaos bow, and um, she put the smack to that thing. It was an incredible moment, um, proud dad moment. Um, but our family's been, like Pastor Donnie said, been um, uh, outdoors people. Um, my wife's killed a couple deer. She's not a, not a huge fan. I've been trying to sell her on it. Um, but she, uh, she killed a couple, and then she was like, yeah, you know what? I killed one. I, you know, she shot one with the bow. She's like, I don't really necessarily need to do that again. But it's, it's part of who I am. You understand that? How many of you are with me? It's part of who I am. I grew up in western New York, so I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Come on, somebody. Any football fans know what I'm talking about right now because it's Buffalo, Buffalo Bills football is, history is filled with disappointment. That's all I have to say about that. But I grew up in western New York, and we were killing deer uh, uh, at 12 years old. With uh, I started at 12 years old with a bow and then transitioned to a shotgun only up there, so killing them with a shotgun. And um, just uh, my dad uh, had us kids in church every every time the church doors were open, but um, also invested in me in the outdoors. And um, I love that, that kind of heritage that he passed on to me uh, because it's, it's, it's really literally part of who I am today. Um, I love when uh, we get to that point in the, in the summertime and um, it's kind of winding down the end of August and you get the smell in the air, right? 
Come on. You get the smell in the air, right, of the, of the leaves beginning to turn. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what smell he's talking about. <laughs> no, you can smell the leaves beginning to turn. The, the nights are starting to get cooler. Um, I'm all about that. Um, I'm also all about loving people and sharing Christ with them. So passionate about a couple different things in my life, but I love to be at things like this just to celebrate what God has done for me in my life in my family's life, and uh, I'm going to brag on them just a little bit uh, here as we move forward. But I don't know about you, but over the years I've been incredibly blessed. Do we have that, that kind of first slide there from my um, next one? I've been incredibly blessed to, uh, to kill a couple animals. Um, uh, a couple of these deer, and you, you actually see my daughter there with one of her eight points down in the bottom right, so I like to point those out. Uh, but I've, been, I've just been incredibly blessed to, to be able to have opportunity um, you know, because I, I, I realize that we don't always get um, the opportunities to, to do what we're passionate about. Um, but, uh, you know, how many of you just, you remember your very first deer that you ever killed? You remember your very first, how many of you this year you killed your first deer? A doe, buck, doesn't matter, right? Yeah, a couple? Um, I remember my very first deer. Um, and, and that story, and I could, I could, if I took time tonight, I could tell you that whole, the whole, the way it worked out and the, and the circumstances behind that. Um, and uh, I just know that I've been incredibly blessed over the years. And um, even though my, my life hasn't been perfect, even though as a family we've been through some stuff, um, I can honestly stand before you tonight and let you know that, that I'm incredibly blessed. You with me? You understand what I'm talking about? And it does, it's not just all about deer, but that's part of it, right? That's a part of, that's part of who I am, so I'm thankful for that. But I'm incredibly blessed. Um, tonight, uh, my message is entitled, The Arrow Maker. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll understand why in just a few moments. But when we think about arrows... Um, I have a certain arrow here that I'm going to pull out. Um, we think about arrows. We think about, um, uh, I, I think about, you know, new, newer arrows. Um, this, this is from my hunting rig. Um, this one's not from my hunting rig. Um, this is one that I picked up, but um, super cool and super effective, right? Um, a, a chiseled uh, broadhead um, on the end, you know, lashed to a piece of wood with turkey feathers on the, on the end, um, equally, equally as effective um, with the right shot, right? With the right shot, proper placement, and the right opportunity, this arrow uh, can kill the same as this arrow can. Um, but when we look at these, you can see that there's imperfections, especially in this arrow, right? You can see the imperfections of it. You know, the, it, it's a little crooked here and got a little niche here. There's a little um, knot in the wood here. Um, when you look at... Uh, you know, a, a newer, um, these are uh, Carbon Express Maxima arrows, just the arrow that I choose to shoot if you shoot something else. I'm not going to argue with you. But um, in a mechanical, I shoot a mechanical broadhead. Pastor Donnie, this one's for you. Um, shoot a mechanical broadhead. It's just, it's what I have chosen to use, and I've had incredible success with these broadheads. So um, they're, they're sharp. They, they look like, if you look at this arrow, it's very difficult you know, with your eyes to, f to see the imperfections in this arrow. But I promise you that this arrow is not perfect either. And so when we think about the arrow maker, um, 
talking about the creator now, <coughs> he's made us all unique and imperfect, right? He's made every one of us unique. If you, if you look across the table, across the way, you know, you see another person there, you could, you know, be nice, but you can look at them and you can see flaws, right? You can look at them, if, especially if it's your spouse, look at your spouse. Don't point out their flaws in front of, not tonight. Um, we're not going to do that. But um, you can see the imperfections in the arrows. Sometimes, sometimes people look like they have it all together, right? You look at other families and you're like, man, I wish we could be like that family. Do you ever, come on, anybody ever feel, I wish that we could be more like them. Or I wish we could be a certain way or have a certain car or have a certain amount in our bank account, right? Um, but I'm here to tell you tonight that God doesn't make mistakes. And you're here for a purpose, I'm here for a purpose. Pastor Don, we're here for a purpose. Uh, we're here to fulfill the calling that he's placed on our lives. And he doesn't make mistakes. He's the ultimate designer. Our creator doesn't make mistakes. I don't know about you, but I've had a couple of situations while hunting. And I'm going to talk about this deer right here. I've had a couple of situations while hunting where I felt like it was the, the, the the perfection of what I was trying to do came to pass. Anybody ever have a situation like that? It was like the perfect morning. It was the perfect experience that, that you were just dreaming about. Well, I'd watched this deer. I named him Lefty. <laughs> Genius, right? Um, I'd been watching this deer all summer long. I watched him shed his velvet. Come on, somebody with me. I watched him shed his velvet on trail cameras, and I had been watching him in the field. And man, I was like, I, I want to kill that deer. <laughs> so I made him one of my target bucks. He was, he was just not a perfect deer, but um, just a cool deer. He had a couple broken off points and um, looking kind of gnarly. And uh, uh, November 8th, it was November 8th, two years ago. So uh, November 8th. I go out to my tree stand, and uh, there was him and two or three other deer. It was in Illinois, and uh, as you can imagine, I had some pretty nice deer on the trail cameras up there. Uh, and uh, so I'm hunting, and it was like 15 degrees in the morning, going up to like 32 that day, and um, in the middle of you know the the, the rut, and uh, deer were running all over the place. And this deer um, came out, and I saw him in the field first, and couple hundred yards away, and um, reached up in the tree, because he started to angle away from me. You ever, you ever see deer do that? Like, you can see them, but they're not coming your way, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do? And he was on a mission with his nose to the ground, and I knew what that meant. So I took my rattling horns off my tree, and I just literally just went, and started to move back, and when I looked up, he was making a beeline for my tree. So he started, he started towards me, and um, he was kind of coming up this field edge. So I immediately hung the horns back up and picked up my, my Matthews bow, and I was ready. And he stepped, he came right like to the base of my tree, 12 yards, and I put it right behind his shoulder and squeezed the trigger. And that arrow hit, went straight through him. And I watched him hunch, and I watched him run about 35 yards. Pastor Donnie, he's standing there. I'm like, what is, what's happening? And next thing I know, I see blood just, <laughs> not to be too graphic, but just, I mean, it was perfect. And I'm, I'm standing there going, what's going to happen? You're, like, you're in that moment, and you're like, oh, oh my Lord, what's going to happen? And he just did one of these. <laughs> he just landed right on his back. He kicked once, and that was it, the end. He was, it was over. Um, and I think about that hunt, and I think about, man, that was just 
so perfect. And, and sometimes we get caught up in, in creating the moments of perfection and longing for that perfection and longing um, you know, for those moments to, to come to pass in our lives. And we work really hard, as hunters, we work really hard to, um, to make them happen, right? And so my challenge tonight to you is, you know, it's infinitely more important in our lives to chase after, to navigate life, to try to work hard at making those moments happen. Not that we're ever going to be perfect, because we're not. But it takes effort, doesn't it? It takes effort on our parts to create the moments and to do the right things and to be the people that God has called us to be. I almost fell off. <laughs> um, when I think about my own life and the insecurities that I sometimes feel, what we have to remember is that in life, there's a real enemy. There's a God, the creator, that created us, uh, his people. But there's also a real enemy that's vying for your soul. He's vying for position in your life. And if you're not careful, if you're not doing the right things in your life, it's going to catch up to you. I'm not sure what kind of foundation that you have in your life tonight, but I believe that there are moments in life that God sets us up. He sets us up so that he can speak to us. And uh, I'm praying about that for you tonight. I've been praying, and I know Pastor Don has and his team, they've been praying for this moment for you um, for quite some time now. You know, you might not believe that, but I'm telling you right now that God has a plan for your life. God wants to speak into your life tonight. So what I'd like to do in, from, from this point of the message on, I would like you to think about your own life. Think about your own life tonight. And think about, you know, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're going through stuff. Maybe, maybe you've suffered loss in your family. Maybe you're struggling tonight. Maybe you're struggling financially. You're struggling with peace. Maybe you're struggling with, 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 with depression or, or f- not feeling adequate. I don't know where you're at tonight, but I want you to keep all of these things in perspective. If God created you, um, he, God created you, um, in his ultimate design, I'm going to read to you a passage of scripture in just a second. Then there's a greater purpose, right? There's a, there's, there's a greater purpose for you in your life. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. God had you in mind when he created you. He had your future in mind when he created you. God loves you that much. He loves me that much. If you believe that you're God's handiwork, don't you think that he cares about where you're at today? So as we kind of move through this, would you think about your own life and think about what he has called you to do? Maybe you've never thought about that before. Maybe you've never thought like, God, how can, how can I make a difference? Because we, often we, we diminish ourselves, don't we? Often we, we focus so much on our insecurities that we never really do anything. But I'm telling you that as his design, he has called you and he's equipped you um, to do great things. When we look into his word, it always challenges us to grow. It always challenges us to grow in, in knowledge and ability and receiving from him. Uh, and the second part of this message is, so the first part was... Um, 
that you are his ultimate design. The second part of this message is that he has given us an incredible gift, the gift of knowledge. So I, can, I know that, that you and I, we're not the, hopefully you're not the same hunter that you were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years, however long you've been hunting, right? You've gained knowledge about uh, uh, the creature that you, or the fish that you tried to catch, right, Bill? Some of you are, some of you have tennis elbow. Um, God has given you knowledge and um, challenged you to be better, challenged you to be different. Because when things go wrong, we'd be foolish, right? Pastor Donnie, something went wrong with his, one of his hunts this year. He would be foolish. Is it too soon? Should, so I shouldn't hand him the... No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to put that back in my quiver, Pastor Donnie. We would be foolish to do the same old things and expect different results, Right? The same thing is true about hunting. The, the, the principle goes from spiritual to, to uh, real and practical. Um, I'm going to pull this deer out here. Nice eight-pointer that I killed in Pennsylvania back a few years ago. But um, this, this particular season, man, I was having, you ever have one of those seasons you're like, I'm never shooting this thing again. I'm putting this thing away. It's just been killer. Well, I had... We had scouted this area, and I was hunting with a buddy of mine. We were at the time we were ma- we were producing video and or trying <laughs> trying to, and uh, I had this buck come in, and he was he was a giant, just a giant. We had we had some trail camera pictures of him. We named him Mr. Krabs, and uh, this deer it was a per- it was just one of those mornings you're like man I can f- it's in the air right now it's f- you can feel it. How many have ever had one of those mornings? You're like, Something's gonna happen. Something is about to happen, and this deer came out. It was one of those windy mornings, and uh, man, I lined up on him, and it was kind of downhill, so it was like a 30-yard shot downhill. It was a little awkward because I was kind of leaning out from the tree, and I, I pulled the trigger, and I watched the arrow, and the arrow went down and just kind of went to the left. It, I knew I hit the deer, but and I wasn't sure exactly where it went, but it was one of those moments where you like, Oh, man, he picked his leg up, and he ran downhill, straight downhill. And uh, we were video, like I said, we were videoing, and so, we, you know, we kind of celebrate, and then we, you, you take a pause, and you're like, let's look at that, you know, and looked at the video, and uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was one of those moments that make you kind of sick as a hunter. And uh, so we ended up getting down out of the tree. We gave that deer about six hours. Because uh, on the video, it was my my shot was was on the right plane, but it was left about six or seven inches too far forward. And uh, we began to I began to pray that I caught one lung, the front edge of one lung. And um, we went back in there about six seven hours later, and um, just drop of blood, drop of blood, drop of blood. And I knew as soon as you get back in that moment, you just know. And uh, the next five or six days were just torturous <laughs> because I went, I covered that hillside, just back and forth, grid searching, looking for any kind of sign blood through the briars and the thickets and all, I mean, five or six days of that and, you know, figured he probably, he, he could survive that wound. So what did I do? And this is so, this is so powerful. When we grab a hold of this in life, this principle, um, if I would have just, you know, 
Got another arrow. Let's stick another one on my bow and go hunting again without checking my equipment. Without shooting my bow, I would have been a fool, right? Why would we expect the same results with the same exact equipment without even doing any kind of research? Don't we do that in life sometimes? Like, do you ever just get into a moment and you're like, man, I should have learned from that. I should have, I, I can be better, I can do better. Um, so I checked my equipment and found that my broadheads were shooting about six inches to the left, eight inches to the left. And so I immediately switched, that, that particular year, um, I had switched broadheads. Um, somebody talked me into, is this what happened to you? Somebody talked you into changing broadheads. I know, it's, it's so easy though, Pastor. I know, it's so easy. Somebody had talked me, I've been there. <laughs> Somebody had talked me into changing broadheads into a, to a, a fixed blade broadhead, and I hadn't done all the, the work that I needed to do to make sure that those broadheads were shooting right. So I switched back to what I knew, um, a good, solid, mechanical broadhead. <laughs> and I went out the last day of the season, the last day of the season at first light, um, and this deer was just dogging a doe, and he, they came in, and it, it was right at the beginning of, of the morning, and 12-yard um, shot, and I just pinwheeled him, just smacked him. He went about 60 yards. It was one, <laughs> I won't even be that graphic, but it, there was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood, and uh, he died really, really quick, um, and it was just an incredible hunt, but I think back to that, and I think you know, how do I apply that to not only my hunting career, but my life? We'd be foolish if we had knowledge and we didn't make a change. You know? So think about your life. It seems foolish. And we are foolish at times, you know, right? Knowledge is a powerful thing. Too often we're skeptics of our knowledge, aren't we? We're skeptics because we know what to do. We know what to do, and we still don't do it. We know what is going to be powerful and effective in our families, in our churches, in our lives, and we hesitate, and we fail at times. Ephesians chapter 2, going back to this passage, only I'm going to read passage, uh, verses 1 to 5. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. And of, uh, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, who, the spirit, who is the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. See, if I, if I as a nine-year-old boy on a hillside in southern New York State, Royal Ranger, how many of you are Royal Rangers in here? Come on. Royal Ranger camp. If I would have had that knowledge and not taken that step to follow Christ at that moment in my life, I would have been a fool. It would have been foolish for me not to make that decision to follow Christ. And so I challenge you tonight with the knowledge, knowing that God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ, why would we not follow him? Why would we not choose 
to be his people. See, knowledge is powerful. We have a lot of decisions to, to make on a regular basis. This world, how many of you can agree with me tonight that this world is nuts? <laughs> we, have to, we have to make decisions. We have to make decisions on the regular to turn towards Christ and not away from him. We have to make decisions in our lives that, that will um, lead us um, into relationship with him um, every single day. See, we have decisions to make on a regular our, about our job, our family, our kids, what to wear, what to watch, who to sit with, who to talk to, what to say. We have decisions that we have to make every single moment of every single day. And those decisions are the very decisions that, that form us and position us to be the people who, who, that God has called us to be or not, right? And so we, since we have the knowledge, right, it's important for us to make the right decisions. It's important for us to make a decision for transformation. And when we make a decision to change something, to transform something, Everything changes, right? It did, in my, it did in my hunt. It does in our lives. It does in our spiritual lives. Because God is powerful and his word is effective. And when we put his word in our hearts, it changes everything. It creates a transformation, doesn't it? It's like if uh, there were... When we first got to, uh, one of our ministry positions was in Mount Morris, Pennsylvania. Anybody know where Mount Morris, Pennsylvania is? We were in Mount Morris, Pennsylvania, down in the southwest corner of, of the state. Per capita, it's, it's one of the highest populated deer density areas in the state. It's incredible. We're, uh, I, was, I was hunting there with, with one of my buddies, and um, we were consistently seeing deer. Um, had, we shot a couple doe early in the bow season, and... You know, we were seeing these deer, watching bucks all the time, almost every time we were out. And um, for some reason, it never occurred to us to move 150 yards down the ridge where the deer were kind of moving through. So thinking back to that, I'm like, why did we wait so long? Why did we wait like the three quarters of the deer season before we moved our stands? You ever have that experience? Like, but we're seeing deer. They're just not close enough for me to tag one with, a, with an arrow. And so... We made the decision to move 150 yards down the ridge, and um, this isn't the actual deer, but it's very similar to one. The, the one that I shot, I actually full shoulder mounted. It was, at that time, the biggest buck I had ever killed, but it was a big nine-pointer. This buck was actually killed out of the same exact stand as the one that I killed with my bow a year later. This one was a year later during the rifle season. But just a beautiful southwestern PA deer. Had I not made the decision to move my stand, I never would have got a, a crack at that deer. He came down the ridge grunting like a pig in uh, unbelievable day, unbelievable hunt. The snow was coming down. It was one of those super cold November days. But I made the move. I made the decision to move. It was that simple. It was that easy. Ephesians chapter 2, just to kind of continue on, and then we're going to end. 
verses 6 to 9. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. When I read that, I'm like, God, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be raised up with him. But his word says that, that he's going to raise us up with him in the heavenly realms. In order that the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his, in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. You see the great designer has set us up tonight. The great designer has set you and I up tonight. Um, just to illustrate this, I want to, um, I need a volunteer, actually. Somebody, that, somebody younger that feels strong. Anybody feel strong? You want to come up? Come on up. One of you. Either one. Yeah. So you know what that is? It's water. That's a good guess. <laughs> You're really smart. Smarter than I was at that age, but... So pick this up, hold this with one hand, just hold it with, here, grab it right like there. Yep, grab it like that. So not too heavy. So for the next few minutes, I want you to hold it there just like that, though, not use your other hand. Think you can do that? How long do you think you got? Five. <laughs> it's not too heavy, though, right? Not too heavy. What's your name? Colin. Thanks for helping me, man. Appreciate that. So Colin's going to just hold that there for a couple minutes. It's not too heavy, right? No, not too heavy. God gives us the transformation uh, in our life. He allows us the opportunity for transformation in our lives. But we have to trust him, right? Colin, do you trust him? Okay, you trust me? You don't even know me. How do you trust me? <laughs> Here's the deal tonight. Um, many times in our lives... We're like Colin over here. It's kind of holding on, right? Kind of holding on, but um, starting to feel a little heavy yet? Yeah, it's getting there. <laughs> not too heavy. It's not too heavy. We're holding on. We're holding on because we're comfortable. You know, I just met Colin, but he said he trusts me. We're holding on to what we know. We're holding on to what we have. The reality of it is, God is speaking to you, and God will speak to you in crazy times, crazy moments, right? It feels crazy sometimes. See, we, we tend to hold on to things and carry things around with us that we shouldn't be holding on to. It's getting heavy yet? It's starting to get heavy. <laughs> All right, you can put down. Thank, give Colin a big hand. We tend to hold on to things for way longer than we ought to because it doesn't feel heavy at first. Right? Like, I can hold on to this thing. I got this. Don't need, don't need to include God in this situation because he's already got it, right? The more we hold on to fears, insecurities, worry, maybe even some doubt, it becomes burdensome because it gets heavy. See, God has challenged us to give these things over to Him. And His grace 
Listen, his grace, his grace that he offers us, you know what that grace does? It takes the things off of us and allows Jesus Christ to carry them for us. Isn't that incredible? God's plan is incredible. So remember I asked you to think about your life in the very beginning, and I don't know where you're at tonight. All of us are all at different places. The great designer, God the Father, is here in this room, and he's speaking to us. Our burdens don't seem heavy at first. They don't, I mean, not that big of a deal. But when they build up and they build up and we don't deal with those things, we don't allow Christ to take them from us. The worry and fears of this world can become overwhelming. I wonder how many of you tonight are just carrying stuff around that you have no business carrying. Things that you could give over to God in this moment and allow them, Him to take them from you. There's no love like the love of the Father. That's why I kind of, I, I started <laughs> bragging on my daughter, Megan. That was a nice eight point she killed back a couple years ago. That's actually this deer right here. Man, I would, if she called me, she's in Springfield, Missouri, attending Evangel University right now. If she called me right now, Pastor Donnie, I'm sorry, but I would go out the door. Because if she needed me right now, man, I'd be there for her. I would, I'd fly, I'd drive, I'd drive 100 miles an hour, I'd go, right? How many of your parents, you know that feeling? God the Father loves you so much more than you could ever even imagine. More than that love that you have for your child right now, he loves you more than that. When we know and understand who he is, it changes every area of our lives. So would you just close your, close your eyes all over this room? Let's just give you a challenge tonight. Maybe you've allowed the worry, the fear, the burden of this world to overcome you. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Christ. I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight because I truly believe that the God, the creator of the heavens, that God, the creator of the heavens and the earth is in this room here with us tonight. He's speaking to you. He doesn't want you to carry around these things anymore. He wants you to relinquish them and turn them over to him. And if you would do that, he'll change your life in this moment forever. So once again, would you think about your own life? And think about God speaking to you in this moment. Nothing mystical or magical about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit, is, His job is to be here in the middle of where you're at right now. And He'll speak to you in this moment. And so for us to really know who God is, we have to give Him control. And that means that we have to step out of the way and we have to give him our burdens and our cares and our sin. And his word says that when we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he has risen from the grave, that he becomes our Lord and he removes the sin as far as the east is from the west. 
from our hearts, from our lives. It changes everything. And so with the knowledge that you have tonight, maybe I've said something that has spoken into your heart. I'm going to pray a prayer in just a moment, and I would, I would invite you to pray along with me. And it's very simple. It's admitting that you have a need, that you have these burdens that you carry around with you. It's believing that Jesus is who he says he was in his word, that he offers you and I grace, and he wants to be a part of your life. And then the Bible is very specific about one last piece of this, that you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And his word says that he'll come in and he'll change and transform and renew your mind. I don't know about you, but in this culture, this time that we live in, I need help. And I know in a room with this many people in it, there's others of you that need help. Would you, will you turn to trust your Father in heaven because he loves you so much tonight? So if that's you, I'm not going to ask you to necessarily publicly lift your hand or stand up or come to the front or anything like that. But would you whisper this prayer and mean it in your heart tonight? And if you do, his word says that he'll change you right now in this next moment. Whisper this prayer, dear Lord Jesus, would you come into my life? I need you. I admit that I've been trying to do this on my own, and I have failed. I believe in my heart that Jesus is who he says he was, that he came to this earth, and he lived, and he died for me. And I need him. And I confess him as my Lord and Savior right now in this moment. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The second thing I'd like to do, if I still have a moment, I know that many of you have been carrying things around with you. Maybe you've, maybe you've known Jesus for a long time. Matter of fact, if you gave your life to Christ tonight, if you whispered that prayer and you really meant it, would you just follow up with Pastor Donnie or somebody on the men's team, uh, ministry team here, just touch base with me, come look at the mounts, whatever, and we can have a conversation. Um, because God doesn't want you to do this on your own. When you become a follower of, a, of Christ, you're instantly instantly welcomed into a family that you had no idea were crazy. <laughs> instantly welcomed into a family. And it's an incredible place for you to be. So follow up and talk with somebody. But I believe that I just, in our culture today, there's such a heaviness, isn't there, Pastor Don? Such a heaviness. We carry stuff around. We don't have to carry. We're his, you're, you're a child of the king. Maybe you've just been struggling, struggling to, to live life just over the past, I don't know, couple weeks, days, whatever. Would you just give those burdens over to him? 
would you just allow him to work in your, in your life? Maybe that's you. Would you just lift your hand? Let's just pray. I just want to pray for you. God, I just pray for my friends tonight. Lord, as, as burdens that we carry are lifted, Lord, I just pray that you would pour out your spirit in the midst of us. Jesus, we need you to touch us. We need your grace. We need your power. Lord, when we make, when we make poor decisions, when we mess up in our lives, God, we pray, I pray right now for my friends that you would be there with them, walking beside them, closer than a, even a brother, according to your word. God, have your way in each of us. I pray that the blessings, the blessings from your kingdom would be poured out on my new friends tonight, that you would touch, that you would move, that you would challenge, that you would speak to us, God, and you would help us. I thank you, Lord, for each one that's here, and I thank you for what you're going to do, not only in their lives and in the life of this church, Lord, as it grows. Uh, give Pastor Donnie incredible wisdom as he leads. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. We give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Donnie. Check, check. Would you give it up for Pastor Carl for sharing with us tonight? Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been an audio recording from Crossroads Community Church. If you'd like to get in contact with us or learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at C3Lehigh or email us at info at c3lehigh.com. We'd love to hear from you.